This is the Press Play Podcast, powered by Splinify. Join us as we dispel the mystery that surrounds video, the world's most popular medium for communication. We'll share our expertise and provide the best analyses, strategies, and practices as we show you how to establish brand awareness, create noteworthy educational content, and drive insane amounts of revenue. Here's your host, Derek Gerber. Hello, this is your host, Derek Gerber. Welcome to Press Play. Today, we are so excited to have Wendy Covey. What's going on today, Wendy? How are you doing? On behalf of True, please walk us through what's going on. Hey, Derek. I'm so happy to be here. And uh, it's a wonderful day in Austin, Texas. So uh, I'm excited to chat with you. Oh, thank you so much for being here. Now, being the CEO of True, you're going to have to walk us through what brought you on the show today, what makes you so special, because you have quite the history that we're going to jump into today, and then also some fun stories for the audience. So walk us through what is True, who are you? Let's, let's get into it. Okay. Well, True Marketing is a content marketing agency. We're located in Austin and we work with highly technical companies that are targeting highly technical buyers. So I know that's a pretty unique focus area for us. But if you think about content targeted at this audience, uh, it's not exactly um, easy to produce. So uh, we're experts in that and we help companies build trust with these technical buyers and uh, ready them for sales. I love it. So we have very technical items that need to be simplified and explained and gather attention in the form of content, which is exactly why you're here today. <laughs> so that's what makes it fun for me is that when it comes to this content marketing, right? Hey, let's let's dial it down a little to is this more to B2B for you? So we can start to Absolutely. visualize where we're at. You know, what I like yeah. to say is it's B to B. Maybe there's another B, maybe another B after that, like the chip that goes on the board, <laughs> that goes into the thing that maybe goes on in, in your wall, <laughs> you know, to control your thermostat or something. Uh, or maybe it's software inside uh, your car that helps you, you know, navigate and, and do all the fun things that you do with maybe Spotify or put, put DVDs on for your kids. You know, that all starts with an engineering product, uh, you know, targeted at a designer that's trying to build the, the next, you know, generation infotainment system for, you know, whatever kind of vehicle you're driving. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's B to B to B to B C somewhere in there. Something there you like go, that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there. Uh, I, I completely understand that. So that that's exciting to hear. So when it comes to uh, content, obviously the past has been very heavy for technical content in terms of documentation, um, a lot of text, maybe not a lot of images, certainly not a lot of video. But now in 2021, I really have to say our, we at Explainify are seeing a complete shift in that. Um, you know, there's more demand for video forever. And so when it comes to more visualization of this content marketing for you, have you seen any types of trends like that come across your plate to where there's been a dramatic shift in how we want to approach this content? Yeah, absolutely. So we conduct an annual research study and we look at how technical buyers seek and consume information to make purchase decisions. And in there, we asked, how often do you watch video for work? And 97% of technical buyers watch video for work at least one hour weekly. 
And I think this, this, I'm not surprised, but if you compare that with how seldom technical companies are producing video and how few video assets they have on their websites, you can see there's a really big disconnect. So you have these hungry buyers looking to video, and then you have, you know, these vendors that quite frankly are very far behind. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Okay. So this is getting me all excited because this is exactly (laughs) where we're going at is that with more information, all, everyone being remote at the moment, you know, kind of transitioning back to normal. There's just been nothing but an exodus of trying to get rid of information that doesn't matter and trying to make better decisions faster. And I think that we've all kind of felt that pressure here in the last year. And as we've adjusted, you know, we have to be able to digest more, process more, and make decisions even faster. So you may not have that same hour as you did before to read one white paper, but you can spend one hour watching multiple videos. And I think that's kind of the key and definitely the value that Explainify provides, but on your behalf for more of the executional purpose, would you agree that people feel much more solidified in this new trend with creating video to explain these complex topics? Yeah. You know, I would phrase it a little differently that um, when we asked what content types are preferred by engineers, they basically answered all of them. And so um, what we advise our clients to do is to create content in the form factor that best explains the material and then repurpose in different ways, particularly because we know that there's a generational gap in how in, you know, technical buyers want to consume content. So what that may look like is a white paper that's consumed by perhaps older buyers. And then that same white paper broken up into smaller, short form blogs and video content that may be consumed by a younger buyer. So same content, different form factors. Um, And so it starts with strong writing, strong storytelling, you know, being technical, giving of your expertise, not being too fluffy, but also not being boring. And then, um, you know, the, the power of video in particular is that you can personalize that. So you can hear the author talk about that material rather than just see their name on the white paper. And now you have a person behind it and a person behind your brand too. So there's a lot of power in doing that. Um, and so I, I think it's a nice and not or combination. Uh, thank you for saying and and not the or because we we lead with video first. But what you said is right. What we like to do is like if you're going to make such a big investment in video or whatever else, you should be building supplementary content around that. That is best practices for SEO, for uh, ultimate customer engagement across many different demographics and generations. Like you need to have all of it. <laughs> so when it comes to what yeah. do you, would you, we want all of it and you yeah. can see why. Um, we even promote the same thing. We like to take the video and say, go build white papers around that or blogs around it. If you have something and we could build a video from that, then do it the other way too. There all you go. pieces of content should be supporting one another. Okay. Creating a very intricate spider web <laughs> out on that thing called the interwebs is actually a great way to cover a lot of different personas and demos that you need. So that leads me into the next question as to uh, why should content marketing not be ignored in 2021 and beyond? Well, you know, I think that companies that have ignored content marketing had a rude awakening (laughs) during these COVID times, right? And uh, so, wow, when sales visits in person couldn't happen and trade shows weren't happening, 
our phones were ringing off the hook because they were like, oh, our website's so far behind, our content's outdated. And, and those were those laggard companies. But for everyone else, and really everyone, um, they should recognize that over 50% of the technical buyer's journey is conducted online before someone wants to engage with sales. And so if you don't invest in content and you do have dated things on your website, you may never make it to have a sales conversation. You know, your competition is going to like wipe the ground with you. So uh, so that's one reason. I think the other one is it truly is the best way to serve your audience is meet them where they are, be giving of your expertise and help them down their buyer's journey. And, uh, you know, don't expect that they want to talk to your sales team right away. So use that content to nurture them and to prepare them for that sales conversation. And then by the time they talk to sales, you know, imagine how qualified they are and imagine how much they know about your company. So you have a lot of efficiency on that very expensive sales engagement that you have happen next. I love it. And, and that's actually been like quite a large piece of our explosion of growth at the same time is that we cannot go to where we were before. And the best way to communicate all this stuff has been through video. And so whether it was virtual events, whether it was a a sales enablement piece to create short form video to send to somebody. And I mean like five, 15, 30 seconds, no more than 60, 90 second videos to send to people to say, Hey, look, you're getting a thousand emails a day. Let me cut through the noise for you. Look at this nice video you are much more likely to interact with that piece of content, roughly 600% more likely to interact with a video piece of content on a social media stream than you would versus just text and images. But you've got to have the whole thing. Okay, that's the the angle for today is like the the specialty here is like video is special, but so is everything else. The things that got us here is what helped us rank in the first place. Now is the extrapolation of how do we mature this process and take it to the next level. And that's what gets me so excited. So- do you have a story that you could share with us real quick of a brand? You know, maybe you can't share all the details, but hook okay. us up in the audience. Help us visualize something where someone had a big challenge. You came through with the solution and established the right next steps. Yeah. Well, you know, I, the, you said so many wonderful things just then. That 600% um, blows my mind, but it's it's I believe it. It's totally accurate of, of just watching the interactivity of video versus, uh, you know, flat content on social channels. Um, you know, what, what we've seen are companies feel so hesitant to invest in video because they feel like it needs to be this polished, you know, corporate piece, you know, this old way of thinking that it's like this, you know, $40,000 slick thing. And so uh, the companies that have said, no, 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 this can be quick and dirty, you know, 30 seconds to a minute and a half, exactly what you said, showing one particular feature of my solution, um, both those convert like crazy. So if you want to see an example of this, there's a company called um, Crank, they create software that I, I mentioned infotainment earlier. So it's good I brought that up because that's exactly what they do. They have a software, a software platform where you can program the infotainment system in a vehicle. And they, yeah, they leaned into video very early and their goal was to create one video a day. And that probably blows people's minds to imagine that type of volume. But we're talking. I love to hear that. Yeah. We're talking like, let's pick one little feature, like how to program this or how to design this or how to set up this. So it's one small feature. And by committing to just one tiny video a day, 
you know, recorded on a, on a very, you know, easy to use platform, they were able to create this whole library that they then sectioned out and said, wow, these are more support videos. And then these are videos we use in our marketing. And it was an extremely well-executed strategy, you know, search went through the roof. They just uh, recently were acquired. So, you know, I think a lot of their marketing strategies paid off in, in that form as well. So, a great example. And, um, you know, the last thing I'll say about them and just video in general is, you know, think of video along that whole buyer's journey. So there's a place for video assets from the very beginning, introducing your company to, you know, this middle layer of trying out products um, to sales engagement. So you mentioned that being memorable to um, customer support. And so they've done a good job executing across all of that. That's amazing. And that right there is best practices. The video a day might blow someone's mind, but one of the best things that I've ever learned from the creative aspect is like, what's the best camera? The one you can record with. It doesn't matter if it's a potato, like shoot the video. Like that's the, yeah, take your shot, shoot the shot, make the story happen. And I appreciate that type of speed. And um, we've had some clients and I can't talk about them, but um, the, the, the very large brands, things you've seen on TV, things you search for online, they wanted to rank number one for all the different things. And they have an old archive of roughly a thousand videos. Now we've booked you know a few hundred videos for them at a time. And like that's what's so important is if you want to rank number one, you don't start with just one video or one piece of content. Those things hardly get you there on their own. You must make the continued effort. And I say continued because one piece doesn't do it. Also, three months of an effort doesn't do it either. You yeah. cannot turn on and you know a, a program and then three months later be like, ah, this is this really isn't you know my my vibe. You know, it's it's way right. expensive, it's too much. We've all heard the myths around content marketing. It's literally insane to me because it's the thing that gets someone to buy and into your brand before they even walk in the door. They bought before they contacted somebody, and that's the point of content marketing. Get me to build that brand awareness, brand legitimacy, and brand loyalty before I even talk to the sales team. That yes, right there yeah. is what we're trying to accomplish. And thank you. So, so when it comes to the innovation side, right? Uh-huh. A video has, has changed uh, short form in a sense, but video is still video. How we yeah. produce it is, is changing for sure. Live action is less common because it's more difficult to get those shots at the moment. But animation has been a beautiful place for us to explore and expand. But when it comes to other forms of content as well, what other types of innovation have you seen? What other types of content can better support video or vice versa? How can video better support your existing assets? Yeah, so definitely seeing that animation. I'm glad you brought that up. So um, it's quick to produce and it's visually appealing. And so we're seeing a lot of success getting conversions on animation. So um, that we're finding video in the sales process um, is effective, absolutely, but it is definitely persona based. So we're still seeing you know, older buyers reacting to more print-based email and younger buyers being more receptive to video and chat. So I would tell people to, you know, customize your approach based on, you know, who that persona is and think generationally because there is a difference. Um, But aside from that, some other innovative things that we're seeing, one is having more interactivity on your website. So imagine, for instance, maybe a a diagram of, we have a client that does test systems. And so imagine an airplane or a car where they have areas of that airplane, let's say, where they create test systems. So you can mouse over each of those areas 
and dive into more information, say about hydraulic test or brake test or, or whatever that is. And so when you hover over that area, a video could pop up, a web page could pop up, a case study. So how do I make my website visually appealing, drive that message home, and then help that buyer quickly drill in to find more information in a way that's you know fun to consume, but also has the good technical depth that's needed, again, for our target audience? Oh, thank you for saying this because you're taking us right into these next points about, you know, what's the innovation here? The innovation is the access to data. The innovation is the ability to take the same piece of content and split it three different ways into the persona and demo that you're looking for. Uh, Even for us specifically, we start working it backwards. Who are you really trying to talk to? Are you trying to sell a retail product? You want to sell more beer, more cheeseburgers, completely different audience and angle than if we're trying to sell some APIs and SDKs for AI and machine learning technologies, right? (laughs) Very, very different worlds. Same mediums, same exact, nobody changed the game for ranking and anything else in between. It's the same playground. So I think that's what's wild is like, as long as you can back out and understand if you have a baseline form of content, you're just starting to scratch the surface of best practices. Once you start to further elaborate and push those pieces of content into further personalization and targeted efforts, when someone comes to your website, your website should be ranking, but then also visually appealing. And this is what I said, you know, it's hard to get both, but really sometimes uh, people focus so much on design that they forget about ranking or mm-hmm. they, f- they focus so much on content and they just load the whole website there. And I've been there to help fix those. Um, they all, all the right information, but no way to digest it. Yeah, um, no simplifying. usability. Sure. Yeah, thank yeah. you. How can I look at this website and understand why I'm here in seven seconds? Can you hook me in seven seconds with your design experience and content on page? So that takes me to you know, more of that innovation side is, you know, we're moving very quickly in terms of technological advancements. Apple just yeah. had their event. AI and machine learning technologies are, you know, really taking over the infrastructure with RPA technologies and things like that in between. Have you seen any push towards working towards automating more content creation using AI and machine learning technologies? Or do you still feel that the human touch is necessary in the world of automation? Does that mean, you know, am I leading you up there? It's a great question and uh, lots of debates going on on this. So uh, right now, I haven't seen an AI content generation platform that can work alone to generate content for technical buyers. I, I, I have seen, I know some people are experimenting with it and we're watching it very closely, but for now, uh, you know, quality over quantity is still very important because if I take a step back and, and we talk about these buyers, you know, they're making decisions that could have a life or death impact on someone's Live, you know, someone's life, you know, the quality of your drinking water, whether or not your car, you know, uh, drives like it should or crashes into, you know, a barrier. So, um, so when you think about it that way, really watching over quality is so important. And so I'm not saying, um, as, as AI technology moves forward, that wouldn't be a viable option. I'm just saying that there still needs to be some, some very careful checks to make sure that, that things are stated the right way and, uh, you know, packaged the right way to appeal to that buyer. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Um, cause I've heard it both ways. You know, everyone's yeah. talking about the advancement towards that. And then when you see it, the, the, the genuine part is 
it's weird. All the words are there, but that, that humanity element seems to be missing. And it's almost obvious yeah. for me. Maybe I've worked too long in the automation space now that I'm here in the creative world. But I think that we would have to have another episode and another future thing when it does become a more natural state of what we do. At some point, there will be a scalability factor. And the only way to compete will be to engage these platforms. I don't think we're there right this second, but in the coming months or years, absolutely. I really do. And so when it comes to content marketing, okay, and let's back this back out to, to the myths. We talked about, you know, we, we were scraping on a little bit. Okay. Um, you know, expensive takes too long. Oh, I don't, you know, spend more than three months doing that. Can you help us analyze maybe the top three myths in content marketing and then bust them right here? Can we bust okay. down these myths? Okay. Three. All right. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, well, one is that uh, quantity matters over quality. And I think I just explained exactly why. No, 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 no. You still need to focus on quality first. And then as we discussed, repurposing is a way to get to quantity. But if you're just going for quantity and it's crap content, that's going to reflect very poorly on your brand and put you backwards long-term. So that's a big one. And then related to that is, oh, anyone can write my content. I can get a college intern to write my content. I can, you know, use an AI platform. And it's like, no, no, no. You know, depending on your space, you know, what it is. And, you know, again, we're working with complex technologies. Not anybody can write that content. So you really need to look at someone who's qualified, who understands the industry, the acronyms, you know, how to interact with engineers and scientific subject matter experts to extract information out of them without, and then telling the story that doesn't sound boring. So, um, so it, it is a longer process. So I think it is not a myth to say that content marketing takes time. Um, but you know, once you get that base of content and you get a groove going and you have a steady stream of content that you're publishing every month, you have your cadence going, then that's when you get the search nirvana, you know? So, um, it's just, it does take time. Um, so another, another myth though, that I love is, um, that, oh, well, I love Instagram. So I'm going to double down on Instagram or whatever social (laughs) channel that is. Right. So you need to go to where your buyers are, not where you, you know, you would like to be. Um, and I see that being something that, that people mess up all the time. So they don't spend enough time on, on, uh, you know, LinkedIn, and they're spending too much time on other platforms where their buyers really aren't interacting. It's a great, great positioning on that because we all love all the social platforms and you'll find many companies are on all the social platforms, but the ones who know what they're doing realize where their demographics are. And so you can start splitting and dissecting your efforts into multiple different channels on how you want to be perceived and approached as a brand. So if it is an AI technology thing and you want to be on Instagram, I don't think you're going to be selling $2 million deals on there, but you might be able to create a cult following to support your brand and think of you in their off time. You get to live in their head rent free, but don't make your content a brick wall of text for Instagram. Like you have to know the platform and the purpose of the platform. Very visual would really help uh, better people on Instagram for those listening to the show, looking for best practices, hitting up Facebook. You know, you start to dive into the same thing. You can get a lot of CPM on Facebook. Right. But, you know, you now you're kind of limited in your ability to discuss different types of products and take action immediately. If my kids are in the background screaming and I'm scrolling Facebook and I see a big AI machine learning article instead of a short, cute video for me to understand, 
I, you know, I'm probably scrolling. That's the thing is you'll never know. You'll just keep scrolling. So I think right. that like what you just said is that quality design, and then really like the genuine effort to understand and explain the, the basic terminology of that industry in the first place. Um, that, that part right there really hit home for me. And I think that was probably my favorite piece right there. So when it comes to these myths, you must make the investment because you already do. You're spending the money elsewhere. You just don't know it. <laughs> yeah, so when it exactly. comes to putting, yeah, putting the dollars down, the, the effort down, the, the quality and genuine effort to tell the right story to the right person at the right time, you will see multiples, multiples of your results, but you're probably going to need to give it six, nine, 12 months. Uh, you cannot just go, Oh, one quarter period and think you're just going to magically create a bunch of results. And, and those have happened, but they're just much, much less likely to. We're talking about building the odds in your favor and playing with some of the casino money here to reinvest back into your future. That's what we're talking That's about. Right. Okay. That's right. Okay. And, and serving your buyer, right? So if, if you, it all comes back to serving your buyer too. So Thank yeah. You. Yeah. All right. So we've talked about videos. We've talked about supporting written content from white papers to blogs to virtually anything else in between from the experience on the website to the content on the website to what you're posting on social media. What comes next for you? What comes next for true? And how do we find ourselves better practicing things sooner rather than later? If I'm not doing it today, how can I get started with a company like you faster? How can I better prepare myself? Yeah. So uh, it's interesting when we have a, a new prospect that comes through the door and wants to work with True, you know, their maturity in content marketing can be all over the place. So we like to first just start from where they are. So sometimes we have companies who, believe it or not, have websites from, say, the year 2000, you know, and, and, uh, and, and we need to work on just having a, a modern website that loads quickly and has a nice user experience. And, and with other companies, uh, a big focus right now that um, we always have a different service that's most in demand each quarter, or each half. And right now it's brand positioning and messaging. So a lot of companies are retooling how they talk about their brand and their story. And, um, and I find that interesting that it's almost like this COVID timeframe has left people wanting to position their company a little bit differently and maybe being a little more introspective. And you know, when you message about your company, those same words, that same tone and voice uh, should be carried out in every content asset downstream, you know, whether it be your, your web pages or your videos, or your case studies. So those are in, important elements that we're focusing on for many clients. Um, and then the last two, you know, adding diversity of content, leading with video, uh, this, uh, area is so, you know, this niche of ours is so far behind when it comes to video. So that's a big focus of ours. And then finally, I'm declaring this the year of the webinar because every webinar that we've done and our clients have done have gone skyrocketed on attendance. And, and we saw that towards the end of last year too. But this year, I guess people still aren't quite traveling yet. And even when travel opens up, Man, webinars are just just extremely high in, I think, adoption and attendance this year. I love that. And I love to hear the, you know, the, the growth of video because it is something that has been somewhat untapped. It was kind of considered a luxury, not just to hang on video. I just, you know, it's expensive. It takes too long. Now we can produce 90% of our videos to match virtually any animation style you see on TV, on, on Hulu, whatever you're watching, any screen on mobile. Like if you were to pick an animation style, we can have that done mostly in two to four weeks. And so that used to take three or four months. 
So with the advancements of other automations and capabilities from a business infrastructure side, we've been able to apply those same automations to our creative content side ourselves. So while we're focusing on video and you're focusing on all aspects of content, you can see there is nothing but a surge to happen with this because video is probably the most immature of all the contents in the state right now. You can see the advancements of other technologies applied on top of video to where you could shop inside video, hover over a video, see a part, click a link, get taken to a whole new experience or a buying page. If you're seeing a modeling video, right, and you can see a nice t-shirt that you like, you click the t-shirt and go buy the t-shirt right now. The expansion of those types of technologies are still coming. You will see the deployment of that on social media in the coming years. Those things are going to ever advance for sure. Just a few weeks ago, Facebook just launched, you know, buying uh, within applications and same goes to Instagram. So if you see that post and you really want that, you know, that, that handbag, right, you could buy it right there. And now they're starting to accept payments and process it like that. So what's the world look like for now e-commerce shifting into the lives of our social media channels? It was kind of there, but it just shows that there's an endless, endless way for us to innovate on these platforms and go sell more and communicate with more audiences with more data. So that is so exciting. I love to hear the hype. Um, As we're coming around the corner, I just wanted to say thank you again so much for having us today. What would be maybe one more final thing that you would have everyone take away from today? Just don't be intimidated by video. I think we've given all these examples of just get in there and do it and, uh, you know, start with animation or start with, look, I mean, you can go on a Zoom and create a video. It's, it's, it's so accessible. You know, as long as you have good lighting and sound, you, know, you can do all sorts of things. So, um, so don't be intimidated, fail forward uh, because you know what? Your target audience is likely looking for video And uh, this is a great way to be found and build trust and personify your brand. That is wonderfully said. And you have to get started today because if you're going to plant the seed, it may take six or nine months according to your sales cycle. So you have to start now if you want someone to close or buy something by the end of the year, depending on your audience and everything else, of course. But it's always subjective. But you have to start now so you can see something happen six or nine months later. That's the rule right now. So everybody keep that in mind. Do not wait two months Maybe wait two days and start again fresh next week. But that's it. Don't give yourself the luxury and time to think that this is a luxury to just have. You absolutely have to have it if you're going to grow. Thank you so much for being here today, Wendy. We're super stoked to have you. We'd love to have you back on the show again in the future. Thank you so much. Sounds good. Thank you for having me. 